Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 40, All right, Chiefs Kingdom, we have Jay Binkley on the show joining us to talk about the Chiefs Super Bowl. Fourth one in five years, a lot of fun stuff. You can catch Jay on the Chiefs postgame show at 610 Sports Radio here locally in Kansas City and Odyssey Station. And you can also check him out on the Character Concerns podcast. He is one half of that podcast talking about the NFL draft and everything going on on the college side of things as they get ready for the pros. So, Jay, really appreciate you taking some time to come on the show. Enjoy, guys. I love this time of year. I love the Super Bowl. It's just uh, it's so nice that the Chiefs can be in this thing because – had to deal with the Patriots for a lot of years and had to deal with the, what, <laughs> two decades of not winning a playoff game. So things are definitely, things are a little bit different. Things are a little bit different. Yeah. You ain't lying. I think uh, <laughs> suffering through all of those years, decades even, um, definitely worth it now to be on the other side of it. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. It's kind of like, uh, it's becoming a rite of passage, uh, four out of five years and, um <laughs> There's gonna be plenty more too. I mean, this is this is definitely not the uh, not the end of it. It's uh, gonna be something that could pretty much happen every year. Oh yeah, I love that. It's it's early stages, and gosh, it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing, man. So the Chiefs, yeah. you know, just kind of jumping into it right away. Chiefs seem to be a little more battle tested, in my opinion, at least, than the Niners. Just kind of the adversity that you go through in a season. What we've seen from that offense what we've seen from the AFC schedule, the heavy hitters we face in the playoffs. Would you agree with that take? And how do you think that road that the Chiefs took impacts their chances for this Sunday? I think it's good. I think going through the adverse moments that they had, I think the 49ers have had these moments too. It was a, it was a team with a lot of expectations on it. They went on that three-game slide, uh, did San Francisco, um, where they lost to P.J. Walker in Cleveland. So they didn't really even what even Flacco yet at that point. Then they lose to the Vikings, and uh, Brock Purdy had a chance twice to lead the 49ers down at the end of the game and score a touchdown to to win the game, and he and he failed on both times. And Bynum picked him off both times. So they had their adverse moments. The Chiefs have definitely had these moments. Um, that game against Baltimore should have been in Kansas City. Uh, Kadarius Tony drops that Brian Branch right in his hand against the Lions. That was a Lost because of that, losing yeah. to the Buffalo Bills by being offsides. Lost to that. Chiefs had a nine and three conference record. The Ravens were eight and four, so the game would have been at Arrowhead Stadium. 
instead of Baltimore. So it all works out great that they go on the road and have these wins. Looking back at it, that's good. It could have cost them a trip uh, to the Super Bowl, and these are very precious uh, things being able to get there. But I think the Raiders, kind of what the, you know, Andy Reid's been asked about a lot, and I'd never forget the, uh, the kind of down feeling uh, by everybody uh, knowing that Raiders game because that was a game where they were just out physical. Uh, the Raiders came in, they punched him in the mouth, and this is a prideful team. This is a team that plays with a lot of emotion, a lot of physicality, and that Christmas Day game, I think it was a real wake-up call for the Chiefs, which direction they wanted to go. They just wanted to kind of be uh, finishing out the season with the AFC West, or they want to be legitimate Super Bowl contenders. And really, at that moment going forward, uh, they chose the latter. Yeah, Thank looking goodness. at that 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 Christmas game, we Dan and I have been talking about it so many times over the last couple of weeks. Where you know, if you told us on Christmas Day that or that night, you know, Christmas night. That Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl, and I told you you're crazy because what we saw that day was was tough to watch, and to see this team, you know, flip flop from what we saw on Christmas Day to now we have an offense that dominates the time of possession and really drags out games, and it's a run heavy offense, and they've really changed the dynamic of what they've done on the offensive side of the ball. But yeah, I want to get your opinion real quick: win or lose this weekend, is a dynasty? Is that a word coming out of your mouth about this Chiefs team we're seeing right now? Yeah, I think it has to be a little bit cautious with the last year, but then when they did it this year and made it to the Super Bowl, win or lose these things, it's still getting uh, still AFC champions, and it's still six straight uh, AFC uh, title game shots. And we all know, going back and watching those games, this could have been six straight Super Bowls for this team. That New England game that lost in overtime where Tom Brady takes it, and goes the distance in the old overtime rules where the Chiefs tried to change the rules, but it wasn't until Josh Allen and Buffalo Bills and the crying that happened. They changed the rules, but the Chiefs went through this first. Tom Brady was Mahomes, and he was going downfield and winning the game. Uh, the Chiefs would have beat the Rams that year. That Rams team was been a rematch against the Rams, and the Chiefs were a better team. The Rams were a shell of themselves by the time that Super Bowl came around. And, of course, that Bengals game, that was all but wrapped up there. It could have been wrapped up right before halftime and uh, let the Cincinnati Bengals win that game. I mean, it could be six straight. So, yes, I'm, I'm saying dynasty with this football team. It's incredibly difficult to do what the Chiefs are doing, and especially in this day and age, like the Rams. You know, okay. What have they parlayed? I mean, they, they win a Super Bowl. What have they parlayed? Okay, they finally made the playoffs again. Okay, what are the Buccaneers doing? Okay, they finally made the playoffs, but they didn't repeat like Bruce Arians um, was running his mouth about as soon as they beat the Chiefs and how the Chiefs do the run it back. Um, but they, where they at? Where they at? And, but the Chiefs are always there. And to be repeat and to do it and to flip the roster, only four guys on this roster were here before Mahomes was here. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Winchester, and Butker. That's it. Four guys. Last year, you had five rookie defensive backs playing in the Super Bowl and a seventh rounder yeah. leading your team in rushing. And Patrick Mahomes had the highest cap hit of any winning quarterback in the NFL. But you had to do it with all these other parts and you had to do it through the draft. So. It's 100% a dynasty when you consider how difficult it is when everybody spends the same amount of money and just be better than they are. Because that's what they are. The Chiefs are just better at doing what they do and running the organization than the other teams in the AFC. I mean, a proof is in the pudding. Six straight AFC title games, four to five Super Bowls with the same rules, the same budget, the same salary cap that the Chiefs are doing. No, you can't yeah, use that. the small market argument you can use in baseball no. here in the NFL. It doesn't. It just no. doesn't apply. And 
And I, I think that speaks volumes to one, you know, and you kind of alluded to it, how difficult it is to get back to that stage, let alone tough. propel yourself beyond that stage into the Super Bowl. And and also just everything that's going on in the front office side of things, Brett Beach, what he's doing to bring in that draft talent so that we can have those late seventh round, sixth round, fifth round picks come out and start producing day one, basically, at a training camp. I think that's fantastic from from what Brett Beach is doing, scouting that talent and his team there and what the coaching staff is able to implement from an X's and O's standpoint, making sure that they're putting out those concepts in a way that the players are going to execute well and just playing to those strengths. I mean, we just have the three pillars of a successful a successful dynasty. It's a great front office, great coaching, and and phenomenal players all in all in the right places. And for the most part, they're not taking other jobs. I mean, they've lost a few people. You know, uh, Ryan Poles goes off and becomes a GM. They just lost Brant Tillis, who did a lot of the cap work. Yeah. But the core, the core is here. I mean, I know Eric Bieniemy, you know, did leave before the season, but Matt Nagy's back here. You know, Steve Spagnuolo is not going anywhere, and it's amazing. The front office and the the job Brett Beach has done because you got to have that good front office and coaching and players more than just having the players. You got to have it just a top to bottom great organization. And what amazes me is that none of the assistant coaches of the year, the NFL award ceremony is on tomorrow, and it won't have a Chiefs feel at all. And it's probably not going to have much of a 49ers feel either. The two teams that are in yeah. the Super Bowl and the assistant coaches, the AP assistant coaches of the year, and not one is on the Chiefs or the 49ers uh, when the ultimate goal is to be in the Super Bowl, but they won't have any of them there. They've had a bunch of guys that lost early on in the playoffs, and Spagnola is nowhere near. And you're telling me that there's better assistant coach in the NFL than what he's done with this defense, taking it to number two in the NFL in total defense and second in scoring. I mean, the, what the Ravens did was historical. It's never been done. The trifecta led the NFL in the sacks, led the NFL in points per game, and led it in takeaways. Well, the Chiefs, it's never been done ever in the NFL. The Chiefs were second in two of those categories, sacks yeah. and points per game, which is in, shows you where this defense is. It's an incredible job by Steve Spagnola. None of the players in the NFL believe in their defensive coordinator like the Chiefs do Spags and the Spags we trust and the way that they talk about oh, this yeah. guy. But, yeah. I mean, if, if that's not a guy that's not even a finalist for one of the assistant coaches of the year, it, it's, it's a joke. I mean, it's a complete and total joke. No, I'm yeah, well, totally well with you there. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Yeah, I, I I didn't even I wasn't even registering that that was that was on the horizon the uh, the awards there, but uh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, to not have Spags in that conversation is 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 wild. And and to your Criminal. point about him not leaving, I mean, you know, thank God, you know, I want that guy to stay around <laughs> forever, especially after the Bob Sutton years. You know, it's like Johnny Gomes, the MVP of the league, not on our team. Coach of the year, not on our team. But you know, here's the Andy Reid's won Coach of the Year one time. It was back in '03 with Philadelphia. And, you know, Belichick's won it a couple times. But what they're saying is you need to be terrible. You need to have like a four-win yeah, right. season and turn around and be good. Well, yeah. where's the sense in that? Why not a guy that's good every year? What about the fact he's won his worst year in Kansas City's 9-7, 2014, didn't make the playoffs. But what about a guy that get con- consistently, everybody's shooting their arrows at him, he's king of the hill, and comes after him, but he just continues to win double-digit games. That's coach of the year. Being good every yeah. year, not being bad and terrible, all of a sudden suck and then be good. That's not coach of the year. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how he I didn't really... win it in 2013. Oh, you know, started nine and zero with the way he did. We picked number one in the it, it wouldn't have picked first in the draft with uh yeah. I mean there was that 2012 Chiefs team was one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible year yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. We're back. Yeah. We're back from that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> With, uh, you know, with everything going on and with the Chiefs offense this season, we saw a turning point in the postseason. What do you think is the biggest, you know, contribution to that turnaround? I think I think it's the mentality of the defense. I think it's a defense that kept its confidence. that was good early on. All of a sudden start turning a few heads. And this, keep in mind, this defense was showing things in OTAs last year. This defense was looking like this in training camp. This defense was 11th in the NFL in yards against last year. Second in sacks. They started showing those glimpses last year. And then it became eye-opening. Uh, once people saw, oh, sorry, this team is not winning by the de- the offense. They're winning by the defense. And just that mentality. And that bully mentality of Snead and McDuffie going after one number one receivers and the, just the hitting that goes on from the secondary. But the tone that they set and the Chiefs kind of understanding who and what they are. It's a defensive team. It's running the football. It's okay. I mean, New England Patriots have Super Bowl rings because of knowing who and what they were. I mean, early on, it was Tom Brady in a dominant defense. It was guys like Troy Brown and Deion Branch on offense, you know, that you never heard from again. And then it was Randy Moss and Wes Walker and this unbelievable offense they had. They never won a ring. But then at the, towards the end, it was about the defense once again. But just kind of knowing who and what you are, and that's a sign of a good team uh, when you realize, okay, we don't need to force things. 
let's, let's be let's be what other teams are giving us. And right now it's that defensive identity. And because you don't want to get up and leave when you're watching this defense. You're not scared of it anymore. I mean, you actually yeah. it feels yeah. good to defer. It feels good to put the defense out there first, let them get a stop, and then the offense can play Madden and score points at the end of the half and get the ball at the beginning of the second half if they can start capitalizing on that stuff. But I think it's that defensive bully uh, mentality uh, that they have. Um, it, it's kind of their identity. Yeah, it's really, if you look at how Andy Reid's been calling calling the game too, it's gave him some freedom where he's going for it on fourth down more often. I mean, fourth and two. I mean, for Andy Reid, that, like, that, that, that's unheard of, right? He's more of a fourth and inches. And then, well, you know, you know, I'm going to think about this a little bit and then I'm not going to do it, but. I mean, I, I feel like the defense has given him that freedom to where, hey, I trust these guys to where I believe that if we don't make 100%. this, you know, I, these guys are going to come out here, bend, don't break defense, and, and make a play to where we get the ball back. So, you know, to go into the game a little bit here, where do you think, you know, looking all, all, all aspects of the game, offense, defense, special teams, where do the Niners have an edge on the Chiefs going into the Super Bowl? I think some of the uh, I think their offensive skill positions, guys that can make plays, guys that can make home run type plays. Uh, Debo Samuel, if I was to handpick anybody from another roster, you could throw on the Chiefs. It would be Debo because it's just how versatile he is and what he can do, uh, not only blocking, but catching the football, running the football. He just is the perfect fit. Brayden and I, uh, George Kittle, I mean. It's a wash, really, when you think of Kittle and Kelsey. Uh, Kittle did lead all tight ends in the NFL in yardage. It was like 36 yards, and he played uh, another game than Travis Kelsey, by the way. But I think in McCaffrey, when, when he gets – because that run defense, you know, was 18th in the NFL uh, this year. And, and, yes, they, they bottled the run up. The Ravens were, were afraid to run on the Chiefs. But that run defense can be a liability at times. And just McCaffrey – you know, getting loose out of the backfield, catching the football or running the football, because when he gets loose, he goes the distance, man. I mean, the guy is yeah, a home yeah. run hitter, and that's what yeah. scares me the most. No, totally agree. Their their skill players cannot be, you know, understated. I think with with everything, if if there's if the MVP talking about the joke of the NFL awards, the MVP wasn't a quarterback driven <laughs> award, then I think it's clearly Christian yeah. McCaffrey that should be hoisting that trophy. 100%. Um, so, you know, you, you really can't understate what that offense can bring, bring to the field against our defense. And, uh, just so happens our greatest weakness on the defensive side, other than generating turnovers is against the run. And so really just limiting that, I think is a big piece too. And the guy you mentioned, Debo Samuel, he happens to get a few carries a game and, and can be yeah. very impactful when he gets that ball, um, on the defensive side of the ball, we're not going to have Charles Amenehu. He had a phenomenal back half of the season after coming off that sus suspension. Probably one of the best plays of the playoffs was that strip sack on Lamar Jackson as well. Uh, what do you make of Felix Anadike Uzoma and his potential to impact this game in a Minahue's absence? Do you think that's where they're going to lean? Yeah, it, it's it, it's just the rotation. It, it's the defensive yeah. rotation that they're going to have on the defensive line. I don't think I think Chris Jones will elevate his game even more. Uh, than what's expected. I mean, it's a one game. Just go out and get the job done and and uh, and, and see what you can do. But just just what they're doing, Mike Pinnell, and what he's been using on the defensive line, just that, that rotation, the constant going in and out, and Karloftis and his development and, and what he's bringing. Yes, they're going to miss Omenahue, but I think that they get a job done with this rotation that they've been doing all year on the defensive line. Um, yeah, 
it's going to be a loss because Omenihu was, <laughs> I mean, he was starting to draw extra coverage uh, on defense, but this defensive line has been so solid uh, with the rotation they have in all year. So I still have a lot of confidence in that, especially the development of George Karloftis and just what he's doing every single week in and week out. I mean, the guy's becoming a real force. Yeah, he's been a guy. I mean, Dan and I have talked about this a couple times throughout the season where it seems like every single game Karloftis – gets better or he makes he develops a new skill or he's able to you know you know drop back into a, a, a zone coverage or whatever it may be and it's like damn like this guy is like he's really progressed and I think that goes to Spags and what he's done with the or the defense you know developing guys and really creating a defense of young guys youngest defense in the league right and and second best defense in the league so I mean another hats off to Spags there but you know a guy that we've talked about Throughout it's the a whole safety blitzes too, guys. It's a safety blitzes too. It's Trey McDuffie and the three oh, yeah. sacks. It's yeah. it, it's Reed getting to the quarterback. I mean, it's it's even the the, the spare times Leo Chanel getting there. Watch him use Nick Bolton, you know, out of the blue, getting back there. But we forget how good a pass rusher Leo Chanel is. Actually, Pro Football Focus actually had him higher than Herbig and Watt when he was at Wisconsin. Oh, he played really? on the inside. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. That's very impressive. Yeah. He's I, an I, athlete, just, but he wasn't a pass yeah, rusher. Is. <laughs> yeah, all right. Just another thing Spags taps into there, you know. So um, a guy that we've talked about, you know, all season being MVS and, and not for good reasons, right? And uh, <laughs> I was actually listening to Carrington today on the drive on the way home and uh, some of the nicknames he's got for MVS. But the MVS <laughs> we've seen in, you know, the AFC Championship and Divisional has been lights out. You know, what do you expect from MVS going to the Super Bowl? You know, just be the uh, just be the guy that uh, has to take some self pride to try to when people look back at these big games and think that MBS did it. So, whatever you want to say about MBS, and we all said things, you know, about and the frustration that would would build with watching MBS play because he has the skill. Six four, runs a four three seven, had the fastest time in the NFL or two years ago running. But he, you know, he had those games where he didn't show up or drop passes. But then the Bengals game last year in the AFC title game, you know, they don't beat the Bengals without MBS. And then just the catches he's had this postseason and back-to-back games. It's not say go out there and get five for ninety or five for one hundred five. Just make right. that catch when nobody's expecting it, and that's what yeah. you hang your hat on. That's what you hang your hat on when you're sitting at a bar and you're having a beer 20 years from now saying, I caught this great <laughs> touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's yeah. all I'm expecting from MBS. Just He's not going to draw double coverage. He's not going to make teams worry about him. But he has had some great catches in big moments, and, of course, he's had some not-so-great ones, but he was interfered with in Green Bay that we know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's – just just take some pride in proving everybody wrong. I and mean, that's the only thing he can do at this point. Totally. He's, he's done some great things in the community here, too, in Kansas City with this yeah. charity softball game and some other efforts. Um, so I, I do love having him here in Kansas City for that. And then also, you know, it's it's definitely worth noting that he's been caught in the crosshairs of a, of a no call. In addition to yeah. some just inopportune drops, and he's six you know, four, four three seven forty. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's something they don't have. I mean, six foot no. four and runs a fourth. Like he's got that speed quotient that you want. He's got the size quotient. He's got all these intangibles you would want. You know, right? No, he's got to just got to complete that catch. And we saw it against the Ravens. We saw him do it to put the nail in the coffin. And you know, we got to see that again against the Niners. Maybe he makes that Sammy Watkins esque play. 
um, against the Niners kind of uh, do a little bit of history repeating itself with that. Um, staying on the offensive side of the ball, Joe Tooney, man, huge, huge loss if he's not able to suit up. Obviously, with that peck, it's super tricky with linemen. You need that for your leverage, and uh, that just impacts everything that they're going to be able to do. What is your confidence in the offensive line if he is not able to suit up? You know, I, I look back at last week against Baltimore and a really good defense, and I felt this offensive line, you know, stood up. I did. I think Nick Allegretti, I mean, Nick Allegretti is a guy that could start, I think, for a lot of NFL teams. It's not a guy you probably want starting six, seven games in a row for you, but a couple starts and he gets that week off rest again uh, with Nick Allegretti. I, I think he can turn some heads. Now, you're losing a lot with Joe Tooney. I mean, he's, he's the best guard in the NFL. Uh, right now, Tooney's got the experience too. He's the first guy in the NFL history to start the Super Bowl's first three years of being in the league, and no one's ever done that. Joe Tooney has, so you're missing that kind of experience with him. But uh, you know the the way that Taylor and, and 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 Donovan Smith, you know, they were kind of slighted a little bit. You know, they, they like to hold and things like that. The Bosa's comments and. You know, they like to hold it and, and talk after the game. So go out and do their work and then talk. And this offensive line was very prideful after what they did the Eagles. Remember the uh, shirts they wore at the parade that said no sacks yeah. and stuff like that? I mean, they, they took a lot of pride in that. But I'm expecting the offensive line. And they know when they go back that huddle, it's Patrick Mahomes back there and they want to protect him at all costs. So um, I, I think the offensive line will be – I think Allegretti, if, if asked to start, uh, he might be a better option, 100% Nick Allegretti probably gives you more than 80% Joe Tooney, to be honest with you at this point. Sure. Oh, that's great. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big trenches guy. I love to, love to, you know, jump in on the offensive guys and that, the, that core right there in the middle from what we see in the chiefs offensive line has been, been unbelievable this year. So um, Jay, I know we're going to get you out of here, but I got a couple of questions to wrap this up for you. Um, one, let's get your score prediction. And then two, uh, barbecue choice for the game, and what's the beer choice for the game? Beer choice, beer choice. All right, I'll give you the beer choice. It's uh, I've been drinking a lot of the uh, I'm still on the winter beers, man. I just uh, it's hard <laughs> to find winter grind anymore, though. It's from made in Springfield, so I've kind of oh, yeah, it's, it's hard to find right now because you got to buy it early, you get a stockpile it in December, January. But I've been drinking a lot <laughs> of the Boulevard Irish Ale, I've been going uh, with that in the porter, the founder's porter. It's got like a graham cracker finish or whatever, but I love the Founders Porter. Very chocolatey, very good. Um, so that's it. The barbecue, gosh, I, for years I've I've eaten uh, at Smokehouse, probably for like 30 years, 35. I mean, it's, it's been the staple nice. in my life. It, it's a Northland tradition, but it's I, I've been yeah. going there for like 30, 35 years. I mean, it's just something that I've been doing. Uh, smokehouse and then in kansas i really found this one in a small town in eudora kansas and uh, called barbed wire barbecue and these guys sold it out of their dad's garage and they got a food truck and then they bought a brick and mortar establishment. It's, it's the american dream man to take you know oh, some yeah. small and <laughs> have your own restaurant but I, it's really good barbecue i like that um i'm gonna say final scores 27 24 uh kansas city chiefs um i keep picking them by a field goal because oftentimes it comes down to Harrison Butker's legs. And uh, and the Chiefs, I do think, have the better defense. I think they have the better quarterback. I think they get the better head coach. And uh, they've got better experience um, than Frisco does uh, this year. So I'm going to go with the champs 27-24. 
Love it. Well, Jay, you're talking to a couple Northlanders here. So Smokehouse Barbecue, you don't hear that one right. get tossed around a whole lot. So I love that they're getting a shout out on here because right. I love their big beans. Their big beans are probably tops. Um, big, big put that crispy out. meat in it. I remember going back oh, to old park days. I put that the, the crispy meat inside those beans, man. You kidding yes. me? <laughs> so good. We'll and then to, the wind uh, we'll drive, man. You're just you're just speaking to me right now. I'm I went to school <laughs> in Springfield, so spent a lot of time at Mother's down there. And winter grind is, I mean, that's oh, that's one of my favorite. That's winter my beer. jam, man. Love some winter grind. <laughs> it's a good beer city. Springfield's a really good beer city, man. It is. It's a really Springfield good beer city. Co. I mean, you got you got yeah. a lot going on down there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Well, but yeah, you're a Northlander, so keep it up, man. Yes, yeah, sir. We'll have to get you down to the uh, Atlas Saloon down in Excelsior Springs. They make a lot of good beers down there, and uh, you know what? For the show, they do. And I'm from Excelsior. Are you really? Yeah, I'm from so Excelsior. Are oh, are yeah. you really? I was born. <laughs> I was born in Excelsior. My dad was born and raised, and my grandparents lived there their whole lives. I've gotten cars at Chuck Anderson. My insurance agent, uh, Dave Martin, was in Excelsior. I still go down to Dubious Claims. That was our first yeah. brewery on our beer show. Uh, was dubious claims and Excelsior, but yeah, man, between Atlas and dubious claims, Excelsior's got some beer going on. I can't believe you yeah. guys are from Excelsior. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. We're definitely going to yeah. have to do a show with the Atlas together this summer. Yeah, man. let's go. Let's yeah, go do it. Yeah. Let's go do it, my friends. Yeah. All right, good. Heck yeah. Jay, where can, where can everybody find you before we send you off, man? Uh, just over at the, at six ten, we've been doing a lot of draft stuff. We uh, do a draft show every Monday, and we podcast, and we put it out and release it on Tuesday. And we've been doing it for about a year now. I think we're going to step up and start doing two uh, a week at this point. And they they're usually on the radio about three or four weeks out from the draft. But I mean, they're they're just interested. I mean, we we followed college guys the whole year and uh, the matchup, which games to watch and which players to watch. And we've been doing obviously a lot of receivers, which is like what we want for the chiefs and receivers yeah. and, and really, really went to the inner workings on their matchup, which corners they were going against. And uh, they enjoyed it. Then we senior bowl and shrine bowl this week. And we'll get into some uh, more, the combine talk and stuff like that. So called character concerns, but we absolutely love uh, talking draft. Love it, my man. Perfect. Totally appreciate your time. I mean, it's going to be awesome doing that show yeah. later on. Uh, in Excelsior, but definitely, definitely excited for the Super Bowl first. <laughs> I'm excited too, friends. I'm excited too. It's gonna be fun, and was, let's get used to it because it's uh, been happening uh, on the regular. Yes, yes sir. sir. Let's All go right. get a dub. Let's go, Chiefs. Thanks, Jay. All right, gentlemen. I enjoyed it. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 